become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Big part of friendship. I like you. Do you like me? I do like you. You are my friend. You're a nice young man, and I am your friend. Yeah, I talk about it on the pod. Tell me. Yeah, it's all recording now. Oh my god. We're ready. I hate Jacob Lingard's stand-up comedy. Wait, are we recording? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um so we're we're on it's one of those pods where you just yeah, on, you're I mean, on the pod. I'll, I'll introduce you and we can get back into it. Um <laughs> welcome to the friend request. <laughs> I'm your host, Chloe Madrin, and I'm joined by the very funny comedian Billy Darcy. What a champ. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me in the in the fort. It's so good to have you here. Outstanding. <laughs> I like that there's like any sort of effort that's gone into this whatsoever. Thank you. You're already far and away. Thank you. The most uh, well thought out podcaster in Sydney comedy, I think. Fuck yes. Suck it, everyone else. And that, that's how low the bar is. <laughs> Blanket fort and no one's even close to this dude. Like there's daylight between you and the next person. So yes. I congratulate you on this fantastic pod. Thank you so much. I mean, it, it's... So sad to take down every single time because I, I'm like I want to keep it up. I want to put movies on. Like there have been a couple of nights where I've just kept it up and oh, it's got to stay up. Party. It's so fun. Yeah, hundred percent. But I want it up all the time. I'm um, I've already mentioned this on the pod, but when the money starts rolling in, I'm gonna oh, yeah. have a whole room that's a full time fort. I'm very excited. Oh my god, yeah. I know. <laughs> I think we all have that like when the money starts rolling in thing. My yeah. thing is um, I just want to buy whatever I want for lunch every day. Oh. I already do that. All really? my money goes to food. Yeah, see, I my money mostly goes to like beers, I think. Mm, so yeah. you sort of got to pick your poison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally. But it used to be it used to be booze for me. Yeah. So, but what but one day here's the thing is I just want to be able to have as many beers on the weekend and then roll in on a Tuesday. Like I've never bought my lunch on a Tuesday. In my existence, I wouldn't think. Oh my God. So, it'd just be so reckless, you know, to just throw <laughs> down crazy. like $19 like on a ramen. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my God. No, there's, <laughs> I haven't seen Asian food on a Tuesday in three lifetimes, I don't think. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Craziness, dude. But yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> I think you can get there. It's a pretty low bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been chipping away at it for a while as well. <laughs> Man, I believe in you. I make so little money, but... <clears throat> I also have no savings and and don't spend on actual good stuff and yeah. But it's because all my money goes to food. And it's it's not just getting ordering out or going out whenever I want, but it's also really good ingredients and cooking whatever I want. You know, yeah. it's like I feel like this thing. I don't know. I, I act like a pregnant woman. If I have a craving, I have to have the thing. It's like yeah, I deserve it. It's a Obviously. little treat. Little, I'm massive on, I'm massive on treats. <laughs> like my dad's lasting legacy to me. Uh, I don't think he would, he would probably say it's something way more important than this. Mm. But missions before treats, <laughs> it was just something he always said, and I've just internalized the fuck out of that. That's so cute. Yeah. So like just getting your work done, and but then also having a treat. Yeah, it's just getting your work done, but then also. I think sometimes I'll accomplish a very mediocre mm-hmm. mission mm-hmm. and then that will explode into outrageous treats. Oh, yeah. And so it, I think that <laughs> he probably could have expanded on that a little bit. Like just because you work three hours at a casual job on a Friday, you can't then just like blow it out the whole weekend. 
So yeah, but, it's <laughs> the rules would be helpful. But if you just go treats before treats, then that's just addiction. So yeah. you do have to have some form of mission there. Mm, my mission, I think, is um, any kind of emotional, intense emotion. Before treats, like today I had a, a, cry, a cry and I was like, well, I guess I deserve pizza. Oh, well, because you cried. Yeah, which is crazy because I cry a lot. <laughs> See, that, I think that explains how toxic of a man I am, just that one situation. Because if I cried, I'd be the opposite. I'd be thinking, well, you had a cry today, mate, so no pizza for you. Better go to the gym. Yeah, cruskets, dry cruskets <laughs> while you think about, it. think about why you cried. <laughs> When you just said, I think that explains, I was so expecting you to say, why you look so fat. <laughs> oh, my God. I was about to cry again. And we would have had another cry and then <laughs> you would have had some pizza and I would have, I would have had to abstain. <laughs> well, you've made Chloe cry. No pizza for you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nice rule. Uh- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um. Okay, okay, okay. You were saying something before we started recording. Uh talking about friendships you've been thinking it more as you get older now at the ripe old age of what are you 26 28 now 2018 oh nice um but yeah so i was saying this before the pod (laughs) and because you know it's a friendship themed podcast Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful theme Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) friendship is more interesting to me as i get older because now it's something it feels like you actually have to try at it yeah and also maintain friends you had whereas I, when I, up until I was about 22, I reckon I had, honestly, no joke, 6,000 friends. That doesn't surprise me at I all. just had the most friends of anyone, <laughs> ever. I was such a popular guy. At least I thought I was. But the thing is, I don't have any... What, what I'm saying is, when you're in school and you're doing all these activities, mm-hmm. you have all these friends, but they're sort of also built into your life. Mm. Like, you go to school, all your mates are there. And then, like, when I left school... I would have all my uni mates and then I had all my mates at cricket and yeah. then I had all my comedy mates and then I had all my soccer mates mm-hmm. and I had all my cousins who we were still really close. Cute. And, and you're like, dude, I've got about 45,000 friends. <laughs> and then you graduate uni and like cricket's the perfect example. 55, there's five teams, 55 blokes. 
I, I reckon I had 53 friends out of the 55. Ooh. And then you leave cricket. Yeah. And you realize you actually had three mates. Yeah. And like 50 acquaintances. Yeah. But you just, just saw them at training every week mm-hmm. and at the games. And you thought like you had this mad bond with these <laughs> blokes. Which you do to a certain yeah, extent, but can, but then life moves on and stuff and you have to really make an effort to yes. maintain friendships. Yes, exactly. And it puts things in perspective of where you and they actually lie in your like rankings. Yeah. And now I reckon I've got 11 friends, <laughs> but I like them. <laughs> you like them? Yeah. Do you have a best friend out of uh, the lot? Or 11 best friends. I've probably got, yeah, maybe three or four best friends. Yeah. I wouldn't want to denigrate any one of the lads. If just one of them found out I had chosen one of them, <laughs> it could send chaos through <laughs> at least three group chats that I know of. So, Are they all boys as well? Oh, big time. I don't yeah. think I have any female friends at all. It's literally a question I wrote down for this Oh, for episode. me specifically? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, I was just curious. I mean, I think we're friends, you know, we're friendly. We're totally friends. But here's the thing... Uh, I've got, I guess you could say I've got shitloads of female friends, but they're all comedians. Yeah. So it's sort of like the cricket club thing. Yeah, exactly. Where you get to see them and stuff. So well, if one of us stopped comedy, I don't think we're going to be seeing each other after. Actually, we'd probably see you at the pub or something. But yeah. It, if it, I run into you, I'd say hi <laughs> for sure. But it's just, it's true. It's the way it is. I think that um, that's how life is set up anyways from the start with school. It's just proximity. It's even before it's school. It's proximity. It's your fucking neighbours. You know, the neighbours have kids around the same age. Guess what? You guys are best friends now. Yeah. And at the time you think it's, oh, it's this deep thing. We just found each other. But no, you're literally just Yeah. There. And uh, Daniel Kitson had this line in this show I saw where he was like, love is just proximity times time. I was actually thinking the same thing just now. I mean, God bless him. He's a very talented man, but I think he also probably has depression. (laughs) And and I remember seeing his show being like, wow, what a genius. I hope I, I hope, I hope he's okay. Like that, which is, you know, it's not necessarily the vibe I would like my crowd members to leave with, but... But yeah, and it was kind of when he said that, I was like, oh, because I think a part of it does ring true. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, th- I think the kind of people who see um, romantic relationships as a necessity, I think that's very common, right? Yeah. Like the kind of people who are super, you know, I'm going by the rules of society. I, I will graduate, I'll get a job, I'll get a husband, a wife, and I'll have kids. And those kind of people, I think it, you could you could put a... A, a snowboard with a face drawn on it next to them <laughs> and they're gonna hitch they're, they're getting hitched okay you know? <laughs> i am so interested in this because i think you're totally right right i've got some mates where they're just we call them nesters in, yeah. in my group where yeah, there's just perfect from i call them breeders the, breeders nesters yeah. it's all the same stuff and <laughs> like i've had mates like two two two-year relationships with like a two-week gap in between yeah and it's one of those things where it's Ooh. like I love you, but also, if you weren't here, I would be loving someone else. Yep. <laughs> so, it's like... You're is not special. That, is that love? It's it almost... It is love, but it's like kind of devalued love. Yeah. It's like gold-coated love. Yeah, totally. And I... I would, I would never... I mean, I'm too egotistical. I could never stand for that. I need to be so special. I basically will only choose people who are going out of their way to avoid relationships because I need to know that I'm special. Yeah. I don't know. But it's one of those things I would love to believe that there's just one soulmate for me. And, yeah. you know, there's some, I don't know, mystical soulmate magic bullshit out there or whatever. <laughs> but also at the same time, 
let's say my soulmate's in Sydney. Yeah. And I haven't met her yet. Yeah. Let's say, I don't know, for whatever reason, I have a clip kick off in Iceland and like I'm just the biggest comedian in Iceland and yeah. I move there. <laughs> I gun to my head, I would think I would just fall in love with some woman in Iceland. Of course you would. Of course you would. I like, think it's biology as yeah. well, you know? But it's like, so we do have soulmates, but it's like you probably have like maybe 234 of them. Yeah, I, which, I totally agree. Which is way less romantic. <laughs> it is, but it's helpful. It's good for the heart. I mean, it's, it, it kind of fills me with confidence that it, it, it should. You're not just looking for one chick, you know? You're like, look, there's a few of them around, Bill. Just keep an You'll eye out. This no. feels like the argument a husband would make to their wife after cheating on them. Like, <laughs> look, Janine, so let's say I've moved to Iceland, right? Are you saying I wouldn't find love in Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think the same can be said for friendships in that uh, it, it it is... It's just easy to connect with people. And pe- I, I don't know. I don't know. People do say it's hard. You're, I was about to say, isn't the premise of this very <laughs> podcast, isn't the reason I'm in a blanket fort right now that it is not easy to connect with people? Because I'm a loser. No. Imagine, that's, that's episode one of the podcast. It's just so easy to connect with people, guys. If anyone's struggling with this, just go fuck yourself, I reckon. You're not allowed in my blanket fort because I've got too many friends already. Well, I keep I keep getting to a point with guests of realizing that comedy has ha- made it very easy for most of us to make friends. A hundred percent. You're you're like the most sporty guy, right? Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, okay? Well, I don't really play sport anymore. But you know about it. Yeah, I know about it. I literally tried to write one of the sleepover games about sport and I had to Google. I Googled sport. <laughs> what, you just Googled the word sport? Yeah, I, I adjusted myself. Dude, this is why I don't get booked on cool showcases and stuff. Because is this what people think of Billy Darcy? Yeah, they think you're, you're a sporty guy. Is this, Billy Darcy's coming around. Uh, better ask him about sport. And I'm pretty sure he has no female friends whatsoever. So dig into those two topics and that's pretty much all this fucking idiot would know about (laughs) and yes you have nailed it okay so no but i i I mean it's a place it's a community and well i look at uh sport and comedy as just the same thing yeah it's just an activity yeah and it's just everyone it's so easy to make friends in comedy because you like comedy Mm -hmm. and so do the other comedians so you already have something to talk about yes that's the same with cricket or really anything I think uh, comedies. I, I don't know. I don't know sports well, but I think there is an extra level of um, finding the same funny with people is just a, a bonding thing, anyways, in any friendship. Well, there's different uh, cliques in comedy. Yes, a million percent. Yes, yes, and I'd say within those different cliques are different styles of humor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much there's two groups. There's people who say the N-word and there's people who don't. <laughs> Pick your side, gentlemen. <laughs> Which side are you? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever one that demeanor's not on. That's what <laughs> um, But being, you know, being a super sporty guy growing up, it made it easier. You already said you had a million friends, you know. Um, now that you are getting older, you're not playing sport anymore and you're thinking about it. Are you, are you sad? Are you lonely? Uh, yes. Yeah. A little, uh, I'm not lonely at all, but it does make me a little bit sad yeah. that I don't have like such an enriching social life. But also, I don't know, like, I don't think it's really unique to me. I think it's just a part yeah. of getting older. Totally. Everyone gets busier. Mm-hmm. You can't be hanging out with like 
your 37th best mate on the weekend. <laughs> i got to make time for like the top 36. It's so exhausting. Yeah. And also like perfect example, I lived my whole life in Manly on the north side of the mm. bridge. Mm-hmm. I've just moved to Surrey Hills this year. Yeah. So now I've got to really make the effort. Like yeah. when I go north now... I'm taking appointments. Like I got coffee with my sister at 11, yep. lunch with the lads at 1, see my parents at 2 and then like go out to dinner with someone and then you know, you've got to really make more of an effort. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I th- it's definitely something I'm way more conscious of now. Yeah, okay. Um, um, I feel that. I, I, I mean, it's the same with going back to Brisbane. It's... Uh, same distance pretty much as well. I mean, the way people carry on in Sydney, it pretty much is the same distance. <laughs> um, I did actually want to ask you a bit about growing up in Manly because I've uh, never been, but I hear everyone's really hot and it's the beach. So can you tell me what it was like growing up just with hot people and, and beach life? Yeah, well, it was pretty sick. <laughs> it sounds awesome yeah everyone there is very attractive and it's pretty they call it the insular peninsula because no one really crosses the harbour bridge like before i started comedy i didn't even i'd never really been into the city (gasps) apart from like king's cross on a saturday night oh my god so like trying to get to glebe and stuff i was like i don't even know where these places are (laughs) it was crazy but (laughs) but basically yeah the northern beaches i don't know everyone's just pretty well off they're pretty good looking they're pretty white and everything is just sort of, there's not really many struggles over there. It's mm-hmm. pretty, there's no real issues. <laughs> and then I brought that attitude to comedy and uh-huh. I found out there was not really a need for that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came south of the bridge going, all right, you've got a well-off straight white male. I'm sure you'll, you've all been dying to hear this. <laughs> and I, I found out it's not in vogue anymore. But <laughs> Was it um, to a point of like, do, do you remember the first time you met someone who wasn't white or is it... No, it's okay, nothing like okay. that. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's I not like know. a Nazi cult or anything. <laughs> no, it's just like nowhere near as diverse as South of the Bridge. But I played yeah. like you know, just playing team sports. Oh, you meet all sorts. Of course. Um, but no, it's, it, it, it seemed all pretty normal to me at the time. And then as you get older, you meet other people. Yeah. And, they're, and then they're talking about their childhood and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fucked. <laughs> And you go, like, I really grew into being well off. Yeah, okay. Like, because as a kid, especially, like, I went to a private school on the Northern Beaches. So, like, within the confines of that school, I was, like, not the richest kid there because I lived... If you go north of the Northern Beaches, like, the northern part is, like, Newport, Avalon. These are, like, $5 million homes Mm -hmm. and crazy stuff. And I was well off, but nowhere near as well off as these guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're in your stupid little bubble thinking... Why don't we have a Rolls Royce? This is shit house, you know? <laughs> Nothing that dramatic. But then as I got older, you know, you go to university, yep. you start comedy, you, you, I lived in the north of England for a year in like this shithole village. And you start looking around going like, oh, I think my childhood was like unbelievable. Yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. So I think I've got a lot more uh, grateful okay. for it in hindsight. Yeah. Also, there's no 14-year-old out there that's like filled with gratitude. No, no. Kids and teenagers are awful. Yeah. Just the worst. So, definitely, in hindsight now, I'm like, that was unreal. Yeah. Well, because of all the money floating around, did you have, like, really cool sleepovers with friends? I feel like the girls probably would have done it better. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm thinking, I'm talking, like, go-karts, great snacks, uh, theatre rooms, anything like that. Theatre rooms. <laughs> no, I went to, like, St. Augustine's. It's like... <laughs> It's just a private Catholic boys' school, but it's yep. not like 
It's not like a GPS school. It's not like they're very not like a theatre room. You'd be going to like Knox or Shaw or Kings or something. You know, that's where those blokes, their dads are like starting wars okay. and shit. Okay. And you know, running News Corp. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But mm. I mean, there was plenty of flat screen TVs and those fridges mm-hmm. where you could just press the button and the ice would just make itself. Oh, okay. Was, dude, no one was making their ice on the northern beaches. <laughs> okay. If you had, if you had an ice cube tray, you were poor as shit. <laughs> that was the vibe. Uh, that sounds so cool. I there was a girl um, in my primary school who was definitely the richest. I mean, this was a public school in a that that suburb was nice, but the whole area not great. Um, and she was definitely the most noticeably rich because her parents would sometimes just deliver her Pizza Hut to school or oh. give her McDonald's. And I stayed at her place a couple of times, and she did have go karts, and she had wait, whoa, 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 she had go karts, yeah. Like in her backyard. Yeah. That's crazy. It was awesome. And um and <laughs> a big sign of wealth to me was that they her parents had a skyline with <laughs> with like a spoiler on the back. And I was like, Whoa. Oh. <laughs> it's so broken. That makes it go faster. <laughs> but um no. Do you I ever guess- um go to a friend's house now as an adult? Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I feel like as a kid you don't really understand class and mm. stuff like as, as much, why would you? Well, you so, don't if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. I, I didn't have to, so it wasn't something that uh, kept me up at night. Uh-huh. But then, a, as an adult, do you ever go to someone's, like a friend's parent's place mm-hmm. and it sort of fills in a bit of their personality? Yeah. You're like, Holy shit. oh, this is why you are the way you are. I would, I would love to meet all my f- closest friend's parents if those yeah. that haven't because it is so fun and definitely seeing like the people who have their parents are still in their childhood houses oh my god show me yeah show me everything sorry there's a moth flying around or a fly oh gross i'm gonna call it a moth um yeah it's so cool it's so much fun you do that often oh no but it's come up every now and then yeah i just remember one time i was went to a mate's place and he was like can i get you some food or something like we just did up some crepes Hmm. and i was like what Mm -hmm. crepes like just casually just having crepes. And yep. I remember thinking, yeah, this is like a little window into yeah. how you grew up. Like I didn't know you could, I thought you had to get crepes at a restaurant. <laughs> I didn't know you could make crepes in your own home. You know, it's funny that like my mum and my stepdad are doing amazing. Actually, so is my dad and my stepmom. All my parents are doing amazingly nowadays, but they live very differently to how I grew up. So it, it'd be how interesting. So? Like they have more money. Than when I was a kid, you know? Because they don't have to pay for you or did something <laughs> kick off? Um, things have kicked off. You know, my mom's got her own business. Um, my stepdad, when they got married, I was a teenager and like he was better with money, had money. And and so, you know, things kind of moving into better places and that sort of stuff. Um, my dad, similar, his wife is a real estate agent. So it's just like they married up, really. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. They were watching that seminar where the guy's like, your 40s, your 50s, you can still achieve your dreams. That's the thing. Go to that seminar. Don't even listen. Just fuck someone who did. <laughs> That's so smart. <laughs> that is smart. <laughs> Shit. Write that one down. No, but I just, I, I, I'm conscious of that now. If someone were to come to see my mom's house, I'd be like, just so you know, oh, this is I didn't a- grow up. Like this, okay, this is a fucking nice place. This wasn't what it was like. Uh-uh, we were eating baked beans, tuna. What do, you, what do you think is the obsession with... This was definitely a thing. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I feel just so naked revealing my privilege uh, south of the bridge like this. <laughs> but 
I feel like when you're a kid, and even maybe as a bit more as an adult, like people are always like, no, we're not that rich. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 we're not that wealthy. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice fridge or whatever. Yep. What is that thing of trying to pretend you're less rich than you are? It's because of... Because that's that insecurity you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I totally get that as it's, well. It's the way that society values victimhood at the moment, yeah. I would say. I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. Yeah. Because everyone's got to be... Oh, man, let me tell you about this. Today... The reason I cried so much, a stranger yelled at me till I was crying. Really? Yeah, it was awful. Um, I had, I'm a dog walker and I had a few dogs with me and I was just walking up the street in Newtown. One of my dogs, they're all little, but one of them, she likes to eat other dogs. So if I see another dog off leash, like I'll turn around. Um, And that happened. This massive dog, which I'm like, super trust that dog, but I don't trust her. And if she starts going, then it could be terrible. So I just turn around, but the dog starts running over. And I was like, I'm so sorry. This dog is not good with other dogs. I'm so sorry. Could you get your dog? And the person's just like not getting their dog. And the dog's running over. And I'm just trying to walk away to get the dog to stop. And then I start going, ah, ah. And again, I'm like, I'm sorry because I feel bad for the dog. She just wants oh, to this, say hi. This sounds so stressful. It was so stressful. How many stressful. dogs do you have I going? I three. To- oh, okay. Not too bad, but one of them's an old girl as well and I don't want her to just get squished in the mess of it. It was just so stressful. And then this woman's yelling at me and I was I was just like, can you just get your dog? And she was like, you're fucking privileged. You've got, what did she say? She was like, oh yeah. <sighs> Fuck, what's the word? <sighs> I told Jacob. It was basically like, oh yeah, you're so... Um, privileged or, oh my God, this is killing me that I've forgotten the word. Entitled was the word I was trying to think of. That's what the woman was uh, calling me. <sighs> what? Does privilege fit? Pretty much. It didn't make any sense for what was going on. And I was like, can you just, I just, I'm just trying to protect your dog and mine. It's my dog. That's the problem. I started saying sorry to the dog. And she's like, why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? You're a fucking idiot. And I was like, she's like, what did you do? And I was like, no, nothing. I'm, I'm just sorry. That I'm freaking out. This is stressful. And I'm trying to get away. And she was like, yeah, oh, you and all your privilege or you're so, um, what's the thing when you expect something? Oh, like okay. You, have, you expect something. You are. You expect to get what you want. Entitled. What is that oh, fucking word? Kind of. I can edit this out. This is going to kill people. Yeah. It's going to kill me in the edit. You expect oh. something. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll edit it in. <laughs> Remember, something along the lines of like your privilege. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? She, does she think because they're all your dogs and you've. You got so much money for dogs? Maybe. I don't know if it's just because I'm like, uh, she, she was trans and I'm a Whoa, like white okay. woman buried the lead. Whoa, Whoa okay. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I, 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 it felt like that. Like it was, oh, you just have she whatever was a trans you woman? want. Yeah, she was oh, a trans okay. woman. Um, you just have whatever you want. And I was like, I'm not trying to take any, I'm just trying to go. She's like, you shouldn't have started walking away. And I was just, she was just yelling at me, calling the and media. W- <laughs> what are the optics on getting abused by a trans woman? Because I feel like, if so, like imagine, I don't know, the, he- great. the head of the Melbourne Comedy Festival walks into the Newtown Park and you're just abusing a trans woman with no context. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Chloe Madra. Well, I did, I did <laughs> say back to This is Brisbane comedians for you. <laughs> no. We told you what they're like up no. there. No, my comeback was, that's really mean. 
whatever she was saying it wasn't great but it just it you reminded me because there is this whole thing of like oh i'm a victim in in like an in-person confrontation to be like oh here you are up on your high horse your white girl with your three dogs yeah that's crazy was this trans woman also black no okay well man that was getting wild (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i ruined the story by forgetting what she actually said yeah, I mean, you, you forgot that they were trans and you forgot what I, they said. I did. <laughs> so, that, I mean, it's kind of two details that we would have loved to have heard a little bit earlier <laughs> in that piece. I'm glad I didn't tee off being like, yeah, this dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's a quality. But you know? it's interesting now because I feel like social media, everyone wants to seem super rich, like they're kicking it. That's You true. know, all those posts of like, you know, people like they they want you to seem like, They've always, anytime someone who works in an office mm-hmm. works outside of an office, mm-hmm. it's straight on Instagram, water in the background and workplace a coffee. Today. Not a bad office. <laughs> Today's workplace, sunglass emoji. Uh huh. And then, and then you I've go. I've done it. And then if you go, you go up to them and you go, man, it seems like you work a really cool job. You must make lots of money at your cool job. They'll be like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. No, no, Where'd no, you no. get that idea, mate? Like, <laughs> like I've got a lot, like rent's really high. I've got to pay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It feels deeply Australian. I think it's global as well, but it is, right? I think it is deeply Australian. Yeah, tall poppy syndrome thingy. No, 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 not me. I'm a little piece of shit. I'm just a bit of dirt rolling around on the ground. Yeah, well, I think there's definitely something to this tall poppy thing. I think on one side it's good because we don't brag. Yeah. And also, like, if someone just brags openly in front of me, I'll be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, really? this is, oh my craziness, dude. I can't even handle it. If someone's just openly bragging, that's insane to me. Uh, <laughs> but also, I think it manifests in like, don't ever be proud of anything you've ever yeah, done. Yeah. And my one of my favorite UFC fighters is this chick, Casey O'Neill, and she's half Scottish, half Australian. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. She said Australian fans are 20 times worse than Scottish fans. Like, Jesus. as far as, like, just how toxic they are and stuff. Okay. And she she's quoted that, like, uh, in Australia, there's this tall poppy thing. Like, people don't want to see you, like, you know, kicking off or being arrogant or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you can... Like, we have this thing in Australia. I used to have this line in a joke, but I don't think the joke was very good. But in Australia, <laughs> I think you can be successful, but you have to be embarrassed about it. <laughs> you know? You can be, like, world champion and be like... Oh my god, guys! No, I just was training at this kickboxing gym, and oh, now I'm the world champ. <laughs> this is embarrassing. No, honestly, guys, I'm not even that good at kickboxing. The guys like unconscious behind you. You're like, that was so lucky what just happened. Like, they're like revive. I I'm sure they'll revive him. I am not even good at kickboxing, guys. Like, that's so true. And that's kind of the vibe here. Completely. And then you think, oh, this is so toxic. Why are we like this? And then you meet an American who's like doing their LinkedIn profile in front of uh-huh. you and you're like, it just makes my blood go the other way. Yeah. Like, so it's hard to find a balance. I think what we have is better than just bragging openly. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I do I do like to, you know, with my very best friends, I, Cameron Duggan is classic for this. I'd love to tell Duggan what I've nailed lately, you know, what I'm killing it at because oh, he's yeah. one of my best friends um, and I don't know why I feel like I need to prove something to him, which is not healthy. I don't know why you would ever express any achievement in front of that man. It's literally what Jacob says every <laughs> time. <laughs> but every single time I'm like, oh, uh, that's not true. Not every time. He's he's 
chilling out since he's been in love. But um, yeah, know. strong rebrand from Duggan in twenty twenty three. Who saw that coming? I know dating a vegan, very exciting. A butcher and a vegan. I mean, don't it's, tell Disney about this. They will get their hands so all over this dude. Um, but no, he he is he is very quick to call me out when I tell him a thing, and it's because I'm proud of myself and I want my friends to be proud of me. Yeah, but I'll always say it in a way of like, oh, you know, I've just done this, but oh, it's 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 not that great. I know, it's especially terrible. with comedy. Sometimes people will do things, and you're like, I can't remember who, but I was. I don't know who I was talking to, but someone, a comedian was like, yeah, this thing happened. Yeah, it's not too bad. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? This is insane. <laughs> this is crazy, dude. I was like, it was someone who got like, um, not not Conchetta, but it was someone who got like a triple J level achievement. Yeah. You know, yep. someone got a big radio or TV yep. thing. I can't remember who. And they were like, yeah, you know, see how it goes. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is unbelievable, mate. Like... <laughs> Hype up the energy. This is yeah. uh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But I think we definitely have that yet yeah, that thing where it's like we're almost there because I think you're right. It's too cringy to go fully brag, but I think that doing that with your friends and really hyping them up, I do the same. I think that's a very nice way to make it a little better, a little bit less toxic. Yeah, hundred percent. I get my bragging out just to Rowan Arneal after like twelve <laughs> beers in a dark room. I'm like. <laughs> Some things are actually going really well. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone or I'll kill you. <laughs> and he's, I've got him up against the wall. He's like, I, w- I won't tell. <laughs> is he happy for you? Uh, he doesn't show it. But uh, <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> um, all right. So, I have some more friendship questions. Oh, okay. Um, going back to the childhood, the boys' uh-huh. school. Do you think that going to a boys' school stopped you from being naturally friends with girls? Yes. Yeah. I've actually thought about this quite a bit. Yeah. Because, well, firstly, a bit of a sidebar, but private school is just so expensive. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the return on investment was like. <laughs> Me personally, like, I didn't, like, I, I did well academically, but... I don't know, like, are you sending your kids to private school so they can become good people? Because Mm. some of the blokes in my year were absolute cunts. And then one of my best mates went to a public school and he's like a legend. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's more on the parents' side. And then... Yeah. And then academics-wise, like, my brother works in IT sales or some shit. He's he's so bright, killing Mm. it. Absolutely killing it in some big corporate job. But then me and my sister, like, I've obviously gone into comedy. My sister's not academic at all. And my okay. parents spent probably 
I don't know, like $200,000 sending her to this crazy school. <sighs> and she's so just, and it's just not her, it's just not her bag. Yeah. Like there's no school on the planet where mm-hmm. she would have been interested in it or done well. So yeah. it's just so much money to spend on this thing. That's not but even. you don't even know yeah. as well. They're not fully formed humans. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to be fucking yeah. interested in. And then also, I do think there's, I'm not sure about single sex education. I do not think it's good. <laughs> I don't know what the benefit was because if there's this idea out there that men become more tame when they're just around other men. No. That is insanity, it's dude. It's crazy. I saw some of the most, like I've, any PTSD I have from high school is because <laughs> there were no women around. Yeah. Like blokes aren't like taking shit in lockers if there's three hot chicks looking at them. No. Do you it's, know what I mean? It's it's yeah, completely understand. It's the exact same mentality as um as uh what's it, what do they call it when they say just don't have sex as a, as a oh, say uh, sex. abstinence abstinence it's and exactly abstinence mentality. I'm sorry, there's a fly in here. No, nah, don't worry awful. about it. But um, it's that thing, and then you hear that you know there's that cliche that the Catholic schoolgirls who are abstaining from sex they're like the wildest chicks. Yeah, butt stuff. Yeah, <laughs> doing it in the ear and shit. You know, <laughs> loopholes. <laughs> But I think, to be honest, obviously, it's not my realm, but I could totally hear an argument for all-female education if you want to hide women away from <laughs> rabid teenage boys. Yeah. But I'm telling also, you... boys are quite distracting in yeah, school. Yeah. This idea that you can just put all boys together and tie them up in little suits. Um, who's the Sydney comedian who has that joke about dressing... Oh, Heath Franklin has this great um, joke about why do we have to dress our children up as little businessmen to send them to learn about like triangles. <laughs> so true. And so true. we're all just there going to our all boys school in our blazers and our ties. As soon as the gates close, it's a fucking zoo. Like yeah. just wild shit happening. You're one of the few um, people I'm friends with who went to an all boys school. All That's that. the other thing. I've had some people say like, Oh, all boys school. Red flag. It is. And Absolutely. I'm like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I think but, I've dated maybe one, maybe two in my life. Yeah. And it, that it wasn't good. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, I think it just makes blokes so much more rabid. Mm-hmm. I think it just brings out all the worst parts of the male ego because it's like, sweet, there's no, there's no chicks around. Now we can just focus on who's the biggest and who's the best mm-hmm. at sport. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. also ask some of the gay guys from my year if they had a good time. Mm-hmm. They did not. <laughs> they did not have a good time in 2008 at an all-boys private school. Okay. Uh, none of them came to the reunion last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> ben, you had a reunion. I didn't... I think I missed the invite to my reunion. <laughs> oh, we had one, yeah. I'm so jealous. The 10-year reunion was actually great because, like, it evaporated all the clicks. Yeah. I was hanging out with the rugby guys, like, the drug guys. Like, oh. the nerds, I still kept at arm's length, but... <laughs> Of course. But it, it was really fun. <laughs> it was like everyone was just hanging out. Fuck, I'm so jealous. It was very cool. That's all right. I'm, I'm holding out for whatever the next reunion is because um, now I've got like a bunch of Instagram followers. I was about to say, you'll be skipping it now with 100,000 followers. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, why did we, why hey, didn't we what do this last year? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I'm not sure it's the best thing. Uh, single sex education for boys. Especially like because... I started drinking maybe a bit later than most, like sort of more 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cooler kids in my year were doing more like 14, 15. Yeah, okay. But then, so if you're not really going to house parties at like 14, 15, 
then you're sort of like not really interacting. You don't just, you sort of don't interact with women from yeah. like 12 to 15. Yeah. Which seems like a pretty Unless you've weird... got like a, oh, you've got a sister. How, I how, do have a sister. What's the age yeah. difference with your sister? Um, She's 21. Oh, she's okay. seven years younger than me. That's a lot younger. We yeah. So now those. me and her, I would, she's like my best female friend. <laughs> yeah. But again, it doesn't really count. No. Um, well, yeah. But now me and her are like great mates. But when I was 12, 13, she was six. Yeah. So the only <laughs> the only women in my life when I'm 13 years old, which is quite a seminal moment, the only women in my life are my mum and my six-year-old sister. Fuck, that's Is this the so launching pad odd. for a fully-fleshed gentleman to be <laughs> flung into the world? Like, That's so nice. Yeah. How, can I ask, how would you consider yourself with women? Like, you know how people say they're good with women, they're bad with women, like in a sex and dating way uh i think i'm i think i'm fine yeah i mean yeah i think i'm pretty pretty good but that's great but it's fine <laughs> but like dating wise i feel like dating is like nutrigrain you only get out what you put in you know i feel like if you just sort of if you make the effort with dating i think it's fine is that a nutrigrain slogan i think it was definitely <laughs> maybe powerade or something okay. there was definitely a breakfast cereal that told me that <laughs> And but I think with dating, if you just make the effort, yeah, like I'm not on the apps or whatever, but yeah, that's because like comedy and stuff, we're out and about anyway. Oh, totally, totally. Um, Friends are friends, but I think with dating, if you just make the effort, um, and I'm like very outgoing and stuff, yeah, so it suits me fine. But I think definitely from like 18 to I don't know 22 or whatever. I mean, yeah, you, then you're just at uni, 18. Yeah. And this is like the first classroom I've ever been in with women since like primary school. Oh, my God. Did you come in your pants? <laughs> oh, my God. I, could, I couldn't focus on the board. The first semester was a write-off. Um, but also, like, at the same time, like, it's not really that big of a deal. But no, of course it's not. That's the thing. They make it out like, oh, these sluts, they're going to distract you. <laughs> yeah. They're going to keep them away. It's like, there's just people. This is, this is I personally think that it... it, it can very easily, um, you know, extend this toxic masculinity of women aren't people or equals. They're, they're kind of a sex thing exclusively. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I think I definitely missed out on like high school dating to a certain extent because I didn't yeah. really start dating any girls till I was like 17. Yeah. Not because no. I was some freak or anything. I just You're didn't ugly. really know any. <laughs> yeah. I hit, I did hit puberty at like 21. So that might be, that might be the real reason for my resurgence. <laughs> But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I didn't like have like a girlfriend when I was 15 or anything. So I guess maybe it slows down your, I don't know, you just didn't get heartbroken as early. It'd be good to just get a heartbreak out of the way at 15 just to knock it over. Totally. My first proper heartbreak was at 23. And at that point, like I've got to pay rent and shit. I can't deal with this. No, it's not good. I've broken a 23 year old's heart and it sucked. Bleeding into their real life, you know? It's like... Yeah. Oh. i got to go to work, mate. It's all <laughs> i got to go to work. I'm like... And they're like, welcome to the stage, Billy Darcy. I'm like, I don't feel like laughing right now. <laughs> and I'm behind on red to like, why couldn't I do this in year nine? Oh, <laughs> like, God. So, I think probably little things like that yeah. developmentally probably fucks you up. But at the same time, yeah, I don't really... Oh, you I mean, good. I wouldn't you're change good. it. I wouldn't you, change anything. Yeah, yeah. of course, of yeah. course. Um, I'd like to put on the record now that I would not go back now and date a fifteen-year-old girl. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think you can. Uh, okay. I don't think you can fix it in post. Some of the listeners might have thought that you had a red flag with the all boys school, but that is. Do you think such that's a green flag? That's, that's clean. Huge. That's cleared it up oh, massively. Totally. And I thought I would just get out in front of that. <laughs> 
There's one more thing I would like to, to mention because I had written it down. No, actually, no, that's weird. I was just going to say that you're so nice. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a bit more sort of psychological than I thought this podcast. I'm like, wait, do I have like stunted development issues with women? Like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm it's really... just where the conversation went more no, um, no, no. conceptually than about no, you. No, it's just I've never spoken about like this before yeah. in this way. And yeah. it's just funny to have this conversation for the first time on a microphone <laughs> and have it like spat out to the world. But I'm like, yeah, I guess it just sort of took me a while to get going. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the thing. I am. Um, I'm not marketing this podcast as like a comedy strictly podcast. It's, it's about friendship, you know, and we can get a little wholesome. We can get a little earnest it. at times. So. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you opening up. No, no, no. You, you caught me with my pants down massively. <laughs> Um, no, another thing I just wanted to mention, I guess, is that, uh, like, I think, you know, it, it's easier to make friends because you've had sport, you've had a lot of communities around you, but you are just a really likable guy. And I have made, like, comments to Jacob, especially when I first moved down here, you know, we'd already met, um... Uh, but you were you're always very inclusive with people around you, even though like I think that you and most comedians um, can, you know, be jumping at the riff and wanting to chat and everyone's really chatty, you know, in comedy and mm. hanging out. Um, but you're very inclusive and it's always really nice. Something that I noticed, I was like, oh, Billy's so lovely. He goes, oh, Chloe, what do you reckon about this? And Oh, that's cool. nice. Okay. Well, that's good feedback. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I... I not sure about that, like, as far as... It's not something I do intentionally, but mm. I think team sport is really good um, for, like, making you better socially. Yeah. I would say anything, like... I don't know, like, mm. any social holes I might have, like, I'd say the reason I am pretty good socially or at the very least enjoy social situations is because of team sport because, like, you're, especially when you get into adult team sport, mm -hmm. you'll have, like, you know, this bloke's out of prison and this bloke's a corporate banker. Yeah. And I'm a uni student and we're all in the same yeah. team. Yeah. So, and, you know, people are from all walks of life and that sort of thing. Got to get good at just conversation with randos. Yeah. And also, I, because I host True. a lot in yeah. comedy. And I think when you're the host, you should make the effort to introduce yourself to the acts if you don't know them. Mm -hmm. Just ask. The, I always ask people, do you want me to say anything specific if I don't know them? Yeah. Or just, it's just weird housekeeping shit. I don't actually give a fuck about, but I just think. It's nice. Like, it's not a good feeling when you're on at a show and the MC doesn't even talk to you before he brings you up. Yep. Just stuff like that. It's awful. And it's, yeah. It's weird. It's phony, you know? Yeah. Like, and and then they go, great act. Yeah. Billy Darcy. You're like, I don't know you. Yeah. And also, I hate it when it's like the MC doesn't want to talk to you and then, like, you go up and have a mad set and then they're like, what was your name again, mate? And it's like, ah, we don't really play those games. Oh, you know, that's the worst. Because there's a lot of comedians. Not a lot, but there's some. And I've definitely noticed this in the last few years of my career where they'll be, they'll treat you a certain way based on not how you are as a person, but how funny you are or like your sort of uh, reputation in the scene. Yeah. Like there's older comedians who didn't talk to me for the first five years of my career. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, how you going, Bill? Yeah. And it's like, I was actually as nice as I am now five years ago. <laughs> yeah. But now you're like, oh, this guy is someone I should know. Yep. And now it's in your best interest to say hi to me. I mean, you've just whipped into 100,000 followers over like two months. You must be getting this on steroids. It's so noticeable. It's yeah. so embarrassing. And it's not like you're a complete bitch before. No. Yeah. And I think you should always Thank separate you. the act from the, from the person. Like I have yeah. friends who I hate their act 
And I have friends, <laughs> I have people who I love their act and they're yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Totally. I can, you, I couldn't agree more. I was talking about this on last week's episode that like, came out today. Um, but with Alan Fang, because he's still, you know, he's a couple of years in. And he was like, oh, yeah, would you, could you be friends with someone? Or when you see them and they're bad at comedy, I'm like, yes, I'm friends with you. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so insane. And I think it is a very green thing. Um which feels stupid coming from me because I'm only five years early. You, you know, I, I'm a well aware that I'm still a baby. Um, but it's disgusting. It's the most gross thing ever. Just this, like, oh, uh, Jacob and I refer to it as festival club mentality. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's everyone's looking over their shoulder, seeing if there's someone bigger and better to talk to. Yeah. And it's oh. like, it, it's kind of the vibe of like, do I have to be nice to you? Yeah. Whereas outside of comedy, you don't, if I met one of your friends at a house party, I don't go, sorry, what, what do you do? Are you, uh, could you just tell me your salary so I can adjust my attitude for uh-huh. this conversation? Uh-huh. Like, so there's definitely that with comedy, <laughs> especially before and after COVID. I noticed like there were older comedians before COVID would just walk past me. And then like after COVID, um, you know, it's been a couple of years or whatever. And now they're like, hey man, great set brother. Uh-huh. Like, love your work. And it's like, that's the same joke. As before COVID, yeah. like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, oh. it's just really phony. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. The the compliments on the bits and the just straight after the sets thing is so noticeable. Like, I feel like I am finally coming into my own voice and actually happy with what I'm writing and stuff. It's it's coincided with uh, getting a lot of followers and attention and whatever, but it's... it's I, I don't believe anyone when I come off stage and like, love that joke. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know. Yeah, I try, I still, and I still do this sometimes, but I, I try to be genuine with my good sets. Like, I'll, oh, me too. You know, I used to hand out, like, you could say the N-word and vomit on stage. I'd be like, great set, Chloe. You're a, you're a gem, <laughs> and babe. And I do, often. That's yeah. actually my close-up. I try, I, yeah, I try not to do that anymore. Like, I like to, and there are some people who have got a, a phony good set from me this year. <laughs> But especially when you're emceeing, you don't want to be a, a piece of shit. Totally. But I like to think now, if you get a good set from me, I mean it. Yeah. Okay. 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 And I like to usually, if I can remember a specific joke, I'll say, I yes. like that joke. Yes. So it seems genuine. And I try, if you eat shit, I will just, I'll, I'll black you. Yeah. I'll just, you know. If someone eats shit and then my friend, I mean, obviously I can make fun of them and that's fun. But if, um, if I didn't like it, I think, what do I go with? Like a, was that fun? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what I say. Like, oh, actually, just on this perfect example, <laughs> last night I did this gig in Panania. Yeah, it was like way out west, and uh, I come off. I had a pretty up and down set. Mm-hmm. Uh, slash, I had a bad set, mm-hmm. and then probably my serial. I got this serial killer chunk at the end. It goes for like two minutes, three minutes, and that actually did pretty well. Yeah. Before that, I couldn't really get their number. They were old, and mm. I'm I'm very cool and trendy, so they probably <laughs> right. didn't get it. Of course, and, and young. I, yeah, I honestly just. Didn't do well in the first six minutes. Mm-hmm. And I come off and Andrew Hamilton goes, mate, I like that serial killer stuff at the end. Yeah. Which I liked because that, that bit actually did well. Yeah. And he liked it. He didn't say, great set. Because I didn't have a good set. No. You know no. what I mean? Oh, of course. It was course. just like a genuine comment. Of course. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And also, I know when I've had a bad set. So, I don't need you coming up to me being like, great set, man. It's like, that's actually makes me feel more awkward. Whereas, <laughs> he was like, mate, that serial killer thing cranks. And it did crank. Yeah. And the rest of the set didn't crank. Yeah. So that's why it was just stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying before? I did about what? Uh, <laughs> I went off on that Hamilton thing because it was at the top of my mind. But no, I, I don't know. I just I, about saying um, 
just being genuine with comedians and stuff. Oh, I can't remember. That doesn't matter. Let's move on to the game. Uh, the games. Oh yeah, the sleepover games. We got yeah. some sleepover games. Are you Ew. excited? Yeah. What are they? <laughs> We've got Would You Rather, Fuck Mary Kill, and Truth or Dare. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's do it. You know all these games. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't know. Some people might not. I just think it's good to check. <laughs> okay. Would you rather only ever eat cum, but it tastes like whatever you want and the very best version of that, or just eat regular? <laughs> Is the nutritional... What's the nutrition? Like, am I just getting the pure, oh. the pro, like, am I just having basically cum protein shakes and they taste whatever lo- I like? Because that's not bad. I could be lean and mean. Yeah, it's it's the ideal nutrition. It's the ideal nutrition. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, food's not my biggest vice. I on, I, I think I would go cum. Awesome. Because cum's be just so, much easier. so lean and mean. And you've got it right there. Like, yeah. It's, oh, Great. I think it's fucked up and I would never choose that, but I'm so happy for oh, you. Was I supposed to think about that for longer? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, absolutely geez. not. Um, you do with these games whatever you want. Okay. Next question. I'm like, come again. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> There's no more come. <laughs> okay. Fuck, marry, kill. Okay. I think this one's going to be tricky. Ooh. I've got two fuck, marry, kills, but this one. Fuck, marry, kill. Russell Brand, Johnny Depp, and Chris D'Elia. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to just get out in front of this and say I was a massive fan of each of these men. Yeah. Um, Crystal, so fuck, marry, kill. Okay. (laughs) That's why I chose them because I I, I thought that you might be, especially Crystalia. Yeah, I was massive into Crystalia. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Johnny Depp because he's so goddamn suave, (laughs) and I think do you know what I mean? Half (laughs) the time he's doing gear anyway, so I think you could just. Do drugs with him. Yeah. And just okay. have a great time. Okay. I think I would I would kill Chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I felt so betrayed as a fan. He's like, we're here for a silly goose time and that's yeah. it. And it's like, <clears throat> but that wasn't it, was it, Chris? You didn't, you didn't get any vibe when he was calling everyone his babies and saying he wanted to start a fucking cult? I thought that was just good, good old-fashioned American <laughs> banter. And also, okay. his whole vibe was like, I don't give a fuck about anything. Like, yes. I'm not, I'm not interested in fame, or he didn't, I don't drink or do drugs. Like, I just like comedy. And it's like, well, fuck it, Elba. You're actually like a massive sex addict, and you love underage <laughs> women. Like this, this is a complete antithesis of, of <laughs> yeah, the, the log. Betrayal. You know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I'd have to kill Russell Brand just because. No, it's... you said you were killing Crystal. Oh no! Oh, I said I was killing Crystal. No, I said I would, f- I would fuck, fuck Russell, Russell Brand. Brand just because. Um, I think Russell Brand has a better head of hair than Crystalia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. I th- yeah. I think and he's got be those more f- wild necklaces. I think he'd be better at sex too. I mean, his problem oh that God, was that dude. he's too horny in like a more regular way than Crystalia. Like at least Russell Brand would be like, all right, I'm just being a little cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Russell Brand, I'd, I'd fuck Russell Brand because he's basically Crystalia, but with a more fun accent <laughs> and, a, and a necklace. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's right. I forgot his were young too. Okay, great answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like splitting hairs. Like, who's less of a pedophile rapist? Like, Honestly. Jesus Christ. That was a really, really good answer, actually. I think I'd have to agree. Well, that was, they were good people to, to pick for me. Thank you. I thought so yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I do my research. Nice. <laughs> um, speaking of, this next one, it's going to be tough, but in a different way. Okay. Fuck, marry, kill. Bags. Bucket hats. And the boys. 
Bags, bucket hats, and the boys. Okay. I would kill I would kill bags. I'm actually not that into bags. Yeah. Bags are into me. <laughs> you know what you, I mean? You can't help it. <laughs> I'm just I'm, with me and bags, when they're there, they're there, and if they're not, they're not. The yes. thing with the thing with yeah. bags is no one ever wants to do them alone because you feel like a junkie. So I then do. You, there's so much of this like Come on! Oh, you want to do a line? You want to do mm-hmm. a line? Like I'm, I'm never the guy being like, "Let's get it in." Like mm. they just come in, and then I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Let's do a line," and then so that's how that happens. Okay, yeah, easy. And call. also they're just expensive. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if it's on, it's on. So I kill the bags, <laughs> um, and then was it fucking marry bucket hats or the boys? Mm-hmm. I would have to, I would have to fuck the bucket hat. Easy. Just because. Just, I, I do feel very passionately about them. Mm-hmm. And also the bucket hat, you know, people think, oh, this guy just loves bucket hats for because he looks so fucking hot in them. <laughs> but they're actually fantastic sun protection they're as well. They're very useful. I got one yeah. recently, but unfortunately I got it a little too small because I wanted it to be f- more fashionable. Yeah, than, see, you got to yeah. find that line between fashion and sun safety. Hard. And And then I would marry the boys because... Obviously. You know, they've you always look- been there for me. <laughs> Beautiful. We're up to our last game. Truth or dare? Oh, boy. Truth or dare? Oh, don't I? Oh, I have to pick before. You have to pick. Oh, truth. (laughs) Truth. Okay. 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 Do you get lonely doing your pod? Do I get lonely doing my podcast? Mm -hmm. Billy has a solo podcast for any listeners who aren't aware. I mean, no. I actually like it. Okay. I like doing it. Um, I like. I get lonely afterwards. <laughs> like uh, more like uh, the like. Sometimes the the editing the pod fills oh, me with such yes. wild levels of self hatred <laughs> that I think, what is the point of this? <laughs> like yeah. you're just listening back to it, especially a solo podcast. At least if yep. this sucks, you can blame me. <laughs> like I have to just listen to it, just being like, "You are a fucking loser." Like none, and you just hear everything like little. Every time you say, um, I know. Every, every time you don't, you're just like, why did you say that? So uh, I would say, I enjoy being like, what's on this week's podcast? Mm-hmm. And then I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, just a, not loneliness, but a lot of self-loathing. Yep. Depending on the week. Yeah, no, that's very understandable. I, I have done a few solo episode records for a new Patreon coming out. Oh, nice. Um, and completely relate. That's very yeah. understandable. <laughs> I think it's good to have the solo one behind the Patreon, just yeah. so like less pressure. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Look, I'm sorry, my truths weren't great. I had another truth option, but I wanted to dare you. Um, what was the dare? <laughs> this is what I was Googling sport about. I, I, I was going to dare you to ask, <clears throat> sorry, Rowan Arneal, either if he's heard of Taylor Swift's boyfriend or... If he knows what sport Rohit Sharma plays, just like something really dumb that he would know. And I don't think he would know either of those things. Really? No, Rowan Arneal, he's in Rowan Arneal's world. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's not really on social media that much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, it would have been a bad dare anyways. I'm glad I told you. It would have just been Rowan going like, why the fuck are you calling me? <laughs> You know that fun thing when like American comedians would be like, call up their friend and be like, heads up, man, you're on a podcast. Mm -hmm. You're on the pod. Yeah. It's like Rowan would not have enjoyed that at all. He would have been like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that could have been fun for me. Yeah. I think the dares are all for me. 
I guess so. Anyways, it's been so nice to have you. Yeah, cool. This was really fun. I'm so glad. Thanks you for having me. Tell the I feel like this is by far the most vulnerable I've ever been, which uh, <laughs> speaks to your great questions and also uh, how high my walls are. So <laughs> we both have takeaways, I think. <laughs> well, I appreciate the uh, this, vulnerability. The, you should used to be with the... <laughs> The, the pillow fort or whatever. Yes, that's the aim. It was the pink. I started opening up. <laughs> Fuck. No pizza for me after this, hey? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you got to go lift a car or something. Prove your masculinity. 100%. Um, you want to tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, Billy Darcy. <clears throat> Sorry, I got some popcorn in my throat. Felt like I was about to cry there. Um, but yeah, Billy Darcy on all social media. And uh, I have a podcast called Get Around Me. Yep. And the first half is a solo pod, and then the second half is me and Rowan Arneal, mm. who's really funny. And I like, yeah, Billy Darcy on like YouTube and TikTok and everything. Easy, beautiful, cool. Get into it. Um, thank you all for listening. Bye. What you say, boy? You tryna play court like a game boy? Hit my phone, boy. Is your homeboy? Are you alone, boy? Come give me dome, boy. Got a boy with degrees, a boy in the streets, a boy on his knees, he a man in the sheets. Sheesh, it's all Greek to me. Got this boy speaking Spanish. I hit my beer. Baby, I don't need you. I just wanna freak you. I heard you a freak too. What's two plus two? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.